0: This is the Responsible Sports Podcast, presented by Liberty Mutual. Episode number 23, Cam Neely. Responsible Sports is a program dedicated to supporting coaches and parents who help our children succeed on and off the field. Each episode, our host, Jim Thompson, Executive Director of Positive Coaching Alliance, will be joined by some of the most influential players and coaches. To share their thoughts and experiences with responsible coaching and responsible sports parenting in this episode, Jim talks with NHL Hall of Fame and boston Bruin's right wing hockey legend Cam Neely. Yeah, I have to credit my father a little bit for that he he uh, at some point in his life, he really started thinking positive.
1: Um, And he'd always talk about the power of positive thinking, so it just kind of rubbed off on me. And, and, you know, I strongly believe in that to this day. I I tell that to my children as well that, um, you know, you always have to think positive, that you can do well. You know, you put the hard work and the effort
0: in and think positive, good things generally come. Neely shares his secret to success the power of positive thinking. Taught to him by his dad, this positive approach helped Neely bounce back from mistakes, recover from injury and overcome two devastating losses in the Stanley Cup.
2: Cam, I want to start off by introducing you to our audience. Cam Neely was born in a small town in British Columbia where he played minor league hockey with the Ridge Meadows Hockey Association before moving to the Portland Winterhawks of the Western Hockey League. After leading his team to a win in the Memorial Cup in the Western Hockey League, he was drafted by the Vancouver Canucks, ninth overall in the 1983 draft. He played three seasons with the Canucks before being traded to the Boston Bruins. In his inaugural campaign there, his 36 goals led the team in his 72 points, more than doubled his previous year's tallies. He reached the 50-goal mark in three separate seasons, played in five All-Star games, and was named as league's second-team All-Star at right wing in 1988, 90, 91, and 94. Only three other players have registered a higher goals per game average in an NHL season, putting him among the company of Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and Brett Hull. He also won the Bill Masterson Trophy in 1994 and is one of only 10 Bruins to have his number retired. Cam was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2005. In 2007, he was appointed vice president of the Bruins and was promoted to president just three years later. And in a big year, in 2011, he and the Bruins captured the Stanley Cup. Cam and his wife, Paulina, have two children, Jack and Ava. Cam, thanks for joining us.
1: Uh, It's my pleasure.
2: Cam, I I first want to start by talking about the Bill Masterson Trophy, which you won after the 93-94 season. This is awarded to the player who best exemplifies perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey. Um, Talk about that trophy and what it meant to you.
1: Well, it came after uh, some serious injuries where I missed a lot of hockey. Uh, I had to do uh, all kinds of uh, rehab and therapy, and uh, I didn't give up my love for the game, even though there was moments where I wasn't sure if I'd play again. Um, to be recognized because of that was certainly an honor. Um, it's it's an award that, you know, unfortunately um, players in, that, in my situation – Receive, but it also, I think, shows people what kind of dedication and perseverance athletes have when um, you know when their career may be taken away from them and how hard it is to get back and and to play at a level you want to play at.
2: You know, there's a lot uh, thinking about the the NFL Combine coming up and um, a lot of talk about talent versus character. Um, it, can you talk a little bit about in terms of the the Bruins and when you're looking to? players um you know how you balance you know the character that is awarded uh, you know the, Ma- the bill maston trophy is really about character uh, how you balance talent and character when you're looking for players
1: Character's high in my list to be honest with you and and, and same with our organization we really look at the player's character uh, talent obviously is something that uh, you see right away or you feel the player can can improve uh, their skill sets but um Character is, is, is high because you feel like a player is going to do everything they can to get the best out of their abilities, and, and that is, includes certainly a strong work ethic. Um, talent can get you so far. It certainly gets a lot of players in, in all sports drafted and, and may get them, depending on where they're drafted, an opportunity to play at a pro level. But that talent can only take you so far, and that's where you know you, your hopes are. You find someone with a strong character that's very talented.
2: You know, through uh, one of the things that uh, talent doesn't get you through is injuries, and I know you you battled many injuries during your career. Um, what um, you know, what advice can you give youth athletes and coaches when it comes to dealing with injuries?
1: Well, you have to take them seriously. Uh, you know, you always want to play, and and you um, you always feel like you can play, uh, depending on how severe severe the injury is. But the biggest thing is making sure you take care of yourself. Um, you know, If you do have an injury, listen to the doctors, listen to the therapists, listen to what uh, they have to say because uh, it's only for your betterment. You come back too early, as I did uh, at one point in my career. I think I came back too early, and it set me back even farther. So uh, every athlete wants to play. They don't really want to go through therapy and treatments and and working out. They'd rather be on the field or on the ice or on the court. Um, but you really have to listen to the people that know best and that's usually the doctors and the trainers.
2: Yeah. It strikes me that the, the focus on toughness, sometimes, um, the idea is I'm, I'm going to be tough. I'm going to go back early. Sometimes mental toughness can be, you know, it, it, taking that extra time, even when you feel like people are wondering if you, you should, you know, you're taking it too easy.
1: Well, you, you're, you're correct. As long as you're true and honest with yourself and know your injury and, and, um, uh, the, the doctors know it. your parents know it but depending on where where you're at in your career uh if your coaches know it um you know that's all you have to worry about obviously if you feel like you can play and you're not going to hurt yourself any further than you know you're going to want to get out there and play but the, for the most part um you know toughness isn't playing through an injury that will certainly set you back because that just r- really will hurt yourself and your team even more so
2: You know, um, throughout your career, you had a reputation of being incredibly tough uh, without being dirty. Um, You know, I I interviewed Ronnie Lott, uh, the football player, a while back, and, you know, football and hockey are both, you know, collision sports. There's just a lot of of contact, and, um, you know, I asked him how he was able to honor the game in such a physical sport, and he talked about rules of engagement, that really understanding uh, what those are. are, are there rules of engagement for a hockey player in terms of, of, you know, a line that you cross where you become dirty be, on the other side of the line, it's toughness.
1: Well, there's just every, every sport has rules to begin with. So you play within those rules and, and, um, in our sport in particular, there's, there's penalties that you incur for breaking those rules. um, but they're there for a reason, like you can get a two-minute penalty, a five-minute penalty, ten-minute penalty, but it's really staying within those rules. Even if you do get a penalty, you're still playing the game within those rules. I mean, uh, you, you what you don't want to c- cross is get to a point where you're outside of those rules that will give you a penalty but actually suspend you. I mean, it is it is a line. The game's a fast game. and um, But for the most part, it's it's understanding the rules of the sport you can still play tough, you can still play physical as long as you try to stay within those rules of the sport.
2: Um, after your first three seasons with the Canucks, you were traded to the Bruins. How, how was it settling into the new team? And you, know, you may have to think back now because you've been with the Bruins so long, but um, how was it uh, settling into the new team and any advice for youth athletes when, that might help them when they join a new team?
1: I'm a big believer in positive thinking. So, you know, I went from a team that wasn't doing very well to a team that, you know, historically speaking, uh, was was a more successful franchise. So, I could have looked at it two ways. One that, oh my god, I'm going to a team. How am I going to fit into this one when this other team traded me that wasn't maybe as good. But I looked at it from a positive standpoint is is um here's an opportunity to to uh, get involved with an organization that has Uh, had some success. They're generally a winning franchise and uh, show them what I'm capable of doing and look forward to that challenge. I I really look forward to the challenge of uh, going to a new city and uh, believing in my abilities.
2: Where do you think that positive thinking came from? Um, Were you born with it? Did it, did, Did people instill it in you?
1: Yeah, I, I have to credit my father a little bit for that. He, he, uh, at some point in his life, he really started thinking positive, positive. Um, and he'd always talk about the power of positive thinking, so it just kind of rubbed off on me, and, and, you know, I strongly believe in that to this day. I, I tell that to my children as well, that, um, you know, you always have to think positive, that you can do well. You know, you put the hard work and the effort in and think positive, good things generally come.
2: You know, it's interesting. You mentioned your dad in that respect, because I've talked to a lot of athletes and very often they say, "You know, my dad was really tough on me and really hard on me and and my mom was the one who kind of believed in me and it seems like um it's, I'm just think it's kind of unusual that your dad was the one who who um put you on that positive route
1: well my um both my parents were were very supportive like like most kids uh, parents are they're very supportive um, got us to and from practice um you know, instill the strong work ethic, uh, treat people like you want to be treated. That came from both our parents. Um, but my dad generally was the one that was uh, driving me to and from those practices and games and, um, you know, really didn't offer much advice from how to play the game. He never skated, so, but he, he was there for support. Um, and, and a lot of times it was, and most times it was really positive support
2: you know it in positive coaching alliance we do a lot of work with parents sports parents around the country and and we tell tell them to avoid the dreaded pga the post game analysis um you know where kid is playing and then the parent usually the dad is going through everything they did wrong during that game it sounds like your dad wasn't that kind of, he didn't do the dreaded pga
1: no he didn't not at all and and I've kind of to a degree have, have carried that forward um interesting story after one game with my son a couple of years ago he's now 13 but he was 11 and I just casually mentioned to him you know I don't want to be that parent but I casually mentioned to him that you know after one game I said uh, Jack you have to you know you should get into the corner a little bit more and you know get a little bit more aggressive going after the puck and he turned to me and said dad I'm not like you <laughs> so I left it at that <laughs>
2: that's great. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of dads can't leave that alone and I think they make their kids miserable sometimes.
1: Well, it's unfortunate. You're right. I mean, I think uh, the biggest thing and I tell kids this all the time with their parents standing there is as long as you're having fun, that's what sports are all about. Go out there to have fun and work hard and and uh, for, but for the most part you're there to have fun and enjoy the sport.
2: You know, um, we talked about fighting a little earlier, um, and I got a quote here from your former Bruins coach, Mike Milbury, um, where he said, I want you to think about what you're doing by putting yourself in the penalty box. If you're going to fight, make sure it's on your terms and not just because someone is challenging you. I want you to think about how your reaction affects both their team and our team. Um, How did that advice impact the way you approach the game?
1: Well, it made a big impact because uh, I was not a player that backed down from challenges, and there was times um, where I, I would be um, getting challenged by players that I was going off the ice with that really was detrimental to our team. Um, you know, so that's why Mike had, had talked to me about that. And he's he's like, we know who you are, what you're all about, but we need you on the ice more often than we need you in the penalty box and really make it on your terms, not someone else's terms. So, um, you know, it was great advice because, uh, it, it, got me thinking about, okay, when, when I get upset and, and want to challenge somebody to fight, that's on my terms. But if someone comes on the ice and challenges me because they want to have a good trade off for their team, it doesn't help our team. And, and, uh, so he was just trying to get me to understand that a little bit more.
2: Um, I, I'm interested in your role now as the president, really a leader of the the Bruins. Um, how does how do the things you learned as a player uh, factor in how you lead the organization?
1: Well, there's there's so many parallels from the business side uh, of hockey uh, up in the whether it's the marketing department, the sales department, the uh, sponsorship department, where um you know it's about you know their own little locker room if you will and and working for each other not working as in as an individual down in the locker room you're working for the team and you're trying to do the best w- with the team but you know as an individual you want to do your best you want to work your hardest but that helps the team and 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 I want on the business side I want everybody to feel like they're part of the team obviously what happens on the ice is it makes a big impact about what happens off the ice, but you have to have the right people in place off the ice um, that are working together as a team to create some success off the ice. So for me, it's it's that off the ice, and then, you know, on the ice, it's also – uh, you talked about it earlier has to do with the uh, you know the character of your players, the work ethic of your players. I've always said this that you could you may not play well every night, but you can work hard every night, and that's what you know we expect of our players here too
2: um with with positive coach Alliance, we developed something we call the Elm tree of Mastery, E for effort, l for learning and improvement, and M for bouncing back from mistakes and the research actually shows now that um, coaches who get their athletes to focus on mastery and getting better actually perform better. They win more than coaches who teach their kids to focus on trying to win. Um, and it seems to me that's, that's part of what you're saying is that focus on the effort, getting better, um, that, 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 that carried you a lot in your, in your career.
1: It, it really did. Um, I don't care what level of, uh, player you are and what sport you play. I, I, strongly believe that you can get better at some part of that game every year whether it's you know if you're a strong defensive player maybe you could get a little bit better offensively if you're a great offensive player you can get better defensively Um, if you're having trouble picking the puck off the wall coming out of your zone that's an area where you can get better and improve at there's always areas where you can improve and and i think you know if everybody keeps improving you're you know only logic says you're going to get better
2: yeah you know, um, twice you, as a player, you reached the Stanley Cup Finals uh, against the Oilers. Um, unfortunately, lost both times. Um, it seems to me there's uh, youth sports there's there's kind of a win at all cost mentality, and so much of the negativity I think comes from coaches, parents, and, and as athletes as they get older too, uh, dealing not dealing well with losing. Uh, do you have any? Uh, I'd love to hear how you how you dealt with those losses. Uh, you know, at the top of the game? And wh- any advice you might have for youth hockey players who get in that situation, they're at the championship level, but then they lose?
1: Well, it's difficult at the professional level to, to lose in the finals. There's, there's no getting around that. I mean, you play this sport, um, you know, think about as a kid growing up winning the Stanley Cup. So those two were very difficult to to deal with. And, you know, you you, you, you kind of... Own it all summer, and you know suffer with it all summer. But then another training camp comes around, and and you try again. Uh, what I found with uh, with regards to youth sports, it's you know the kids <clears throat> the kids have a, a tough time with it, but generally speaking, they they forget about it pretty quick, and that's what I'd recommend them to do. They forget about it pretty quick. This is not their jobs. It's not how they earn their living. Um, they shouldn't live and die by uh, winning and, and losing. Right now, it's about having fun and going out there and enjoying yourself and 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 working as hard as you can. You know, if you if you've done your best and worked your hardest, that's all anybody can ask.
2: That, that's great. The the third part of that elm tree, E for effort, L for learning, and M is for bouncing back from mistakes. Um, how, how did you react when you were playing when you when you made a mistake on the ice?
1: Well, it's fortunately or, or hopefully you get another shift to to, to forget about it pretty quick. Um, you know, in hockey, you're playing every other night, so you can't dwell on it too much. You can learn from it, though. What you have to try and do is not dwell on it, but just learn from your mistakes. And that goes for anything in life, not just sports, is, is try to learn from your mistakes, not get disappointed or, or, or upset about them, but learn from them.
2: Yeah, we, one of the tools that we teach coaches is a mistake ritual, like flushing mistakes, because uh, you don't want a kid in a competition who made a mistake focusing on that. So you know, you flush it, have a short memory, and then you have a parking lot where you put it. You, later, you come back and say, you know, once the the competition's over, okay, now what do I need to do to get better?
1: Oh, absolutely. That's 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 how you do get better. If you if you start dwelling on the negatives it's going to be difficult to move past the things that you're dwelling on and and try to correct and get better at.
2: You've been a sports parent. Um, how do you, um, uh, how, how do you, uh, how do you behave as a sports parent? How do you support your kids and, and, uh, fill that role?
1: very similar to what my parents did is i get them to and from their sporting events and and i um sit off to the side and watch them with uh, pride and enjoy um it's you know it's obviously a unique situation being a, a, a former professional athlete um, but i want them to just enjoy themselves not feel any pressure just go out there and play and have fun and i try not to engage too much with the other parents
2: do you ever have um, an issue with uh, you know a coach's decision or an official decision?
1: Well, there's always issues with officials' decisions,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's not much you can do. I learned that a long time ago. They make a call, whether it's right or wrong, they're not going to change their mind. So there's no point in getting too upset about it. Uh, as far as coaches go, I, right now it's you know the coaches are volunteering their time, and I, I give them all the credit in the world to volunteer their time to get behind the bench or get on the court and, and help the uh, players uh, have somebody there that they can, you know, run drills and, and set lines up together. So, uh, you know, I'm, if anybody has issues with, with volunteer coaches, they should become one themselves.
2: Um, Let's talk about um, something else. The the Cam Neely foundation to help cancer patients and their families doing treatment. Um, And every, every year you put on the Neely skate challenge, um, what what um th- this first of all t- tell me a little bit about why you why that's an important issue for you and and why you created this event
1: well as an athlete you get asked to do all sorts of different charity um events or be it uh be it events or getting involved with these great causes and um <clears throat> you know i had done that uh, along with all my other teammates and both my pa- parents were diagnosed with cancer, so I kind of geared my energies towards cancer-related causes. And then I felt like uh, there, there, I saw that there wasn't really as much being done for patients and families today based on the experiences uh, that myself and my siblings were going through with our parents. So I felt that I you know, because of the platform that I had that I could uh, make some kind of a small difference in cancer patients and families lives and decided to start a foundation and raise money um, to help people today. So uh, everything we do is in, unfortunately, both parents passed away from cancer. So everything we do is in memory of our parents.
2: You know, it, it, it strikes me that uh, very often the treatment for cancer is focused on the patient, but cancer is really something that affects the entire family. So I can see why that's what you're doing is really important.
1: Well, it really does. Uh, I, I I found uh, not just you know with my parents, but I, I f- even see it in in uh, children of of uh, of adults. The 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 patient generally handles it better than the family members.
2: Wow, that's interesting. Um, as part of the the Neely Skate Challenge, um, you interact with some of the. Uh, some younger hockey players in the boston area any thoughts about the current generation of youth hockey players
1: well right now at the young age they're still you know they're excited to play they they love the sport they're they're engaged with the sport especially here in new england i think as as they get older um you know especially if you're a skilled player they start looking at the opportunities to advance um whether it be you know, at the collegiate level and so on. Um, but you know, right now, I think it's uh, it's a it's a sport in this area that is growing. Um, uh, I, it it's um, it's been embedded in New England for a long time. But the kids just want to go out and have fun and enjoy themselves, and and for the most part, I see them doing that.
2: You know, um, I interviewed John uh, the, um the ESPN hockey tonight guy and he still plays hockey uh recreationally as an adult and one of the things he said that really struck me was that he, he there's like almost nothing in life that's more fun than just skating you know being on the ice and moving you know uh, effortlessly uh, do you do you miss skating or do you still skate
1: um i've been on the ice uh, uh little recently which um has to do with unfortunately some of the uh ailments that i have but it's something that's like riding a bicycle you'll never forget doing it. and when you get on the ice you always enjoy it whether it's uh, every day or once a month or once a year it's something you truly enjoy doing and i strongly recommend you know you don't necessarily have to play but like riding a bike you should learn how to skate
2: yeah yeah cam i want to thank uh, thank you uh, for taking the time to to talk with me today and all the Responsible sports listeners uh, out there. I think um, the youth sports leaders, coaches, parents, and athletes who listen to this are going to get a lot of insights. So, really want to thank you for taking the time to do this.
0: Well, it's been my pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you. To learn more about responsible sports, including downloading valuable tools on how to help youth athletes stay positive in youth sports, visit Responsiblesports.com. You'll find helpful responsible sport parenting and responsible coaching guides downloadable tools and worksheets, and advice from leading youth sports experts. Music for this podcast has been generously provided by APM Music.